Well, he would send these cities, uh, send these to the cities before they arrived. But verse 17, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were surprised at that. Lord, even the demons are subject. Apparently, they weren't as amazed at the healing as they were about the demons. Go on. They would uh, lay hands on some and they would cast them out and whatever they would do, they would, the demon spirits would go. Well, there's demons and sickness and disease and the authority here covers these things. Authority covers demons. Authority covers sickness and disease. Demons are possessing spirits. Demons are not the hierarchy of Satan's kingdom. But demons are possessing spirits. Again, go back to to John. Jesus was given authority over what? Flesh. Demons, when they come down and infect people's flesh, you have authority over that. Now, how does, how does sickness and disease come into people? Sickness and disease comes from bacteria, viruses, things along that nature. Uh, germs, you can just put it in there, germs. Bad stuff. Now, you have bacteria all over your body, but it's not the problem with bacteria. There's certain ones that are bad bacteria and certain ones that are good bacteria. You all know that there's difference? A lot of times when people go out and they take those uh, antibiotics, because people, you know, doctors will pop them into people like nobody's business. Well, they kill all the good bacteria. They can't differentiate between bad bacteria and good bacteria. They kill it all. So in your body that has made to have certain bacteria, these antibiotics kill it all. They just, you know, go out there. It's like a machine gun. Just shoot everything. They're not, they're not snipers. They're out there. They, they just get it all. And what they don't always tell you is that you need to do some things to your body to get the good bacteria back up. And if you don't know that, you, you should learn some things on that and, and do that because God made your body to function with certain bacteria. But there are certain bad bacteria that can get in your body as well. And when that bad bacteria gets in there or those viruses get in there, then you begin to have symptoms of things and coughs and fevers and all sorts of stuff begins to come up. But you have authority over that. You have authority over it. Here's the thing though. You will never find anyone in the Bible praying to God for something they have authority for. But a lot of Christians will pray to God for healing when it is a healing they have authority for. You don't have to pray to God for that. You have authority for it. God gave it to you. Look at what it is said in, in verse 17 again. Even the demons are subject to who? Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Even the demons. So the authority that Jesus gave his disciples, the authority he gave the 70 when he sent out and probably others that maybe we just didn't, didn't hear about, but we at least know those, those groups are there. The authority that he gave him, them was the same authority he had, which was over all flesh. When, as soon as the demon spirit comes down into someone's flesh, you have authority over that demon spirit. As soon as sickness and disease comes into someone's body, you have authority over that sickness and disease. How many know what causes the flu? The virus. Virus causes the flu. Now, I've, my microbiology days tells me that uh, virus is one of those in-between things. It's neither alive nor is it dead. 
But the Word of God did not say that we had authority over everything that was alive on the earth. It said we had authority over everything that creeps upon the earth. And viruses creep. So you have authority over them. You don't have to figure out whether they're alive or not. If they get into your flesh, you have authority over it. That's why all this hype about, you know, pig flu, swine flu, H1N1, whatever they want to call it. Don't get involved in the hype. You have authority over that thing. You have authority over it. You don't have to pray to God. Say, oh God, I hope I don't get that. You don't have to do that. You have authority over it. But you have to exercise that authority. Isn't that right? Now the police officer has authority, doesn't he? He's a man under authority or a woman under authority. And they have authority in the situations that they're in that they're commissioned to. To go on out there and to do that. How many have ever heard that case that was down in Texas? Uh, see, it's October. It was either the beginning of the year or maybe the end of last year. This only would happen in Texas. Uh, a neighbor had been, was going away and he asked his, his neighbor to watch his house for him. And so he did. You know, he's very thorough about it. And he's watching the house and he found two people who broke into the house. They were in the process of breaking in the house. Somebody heard that story? Anybody not heard that story? Oh boy, that was a fun story. They, um, they were breaking into the house. And so he was on the phone with 911 talking to them and saying, I'm, I'm watching them. They're in the house right now. All right, sir. Well, we are going to send police officers over there and you just don't do anything. You just stay in your house and, and we'll have the police officers on the, on the way. He says, no, by the time the police officers are going to get here, they're going to be out of here and they're going to be gone. He said, in fact, you know what? I can see them right now. They're leaving. Well, sir, don't do anything rash. So hold on a minute. And I forget all the words that he said, but you hold on for a minute and you hear his gun cock. This is Texas. <laughs> and uh, he apparently told them to, to uh, stop and they didn't. And then you hear two shots. And he got them both. And they were going to bring up charges against this neighbor for, for shooting the burglars. Well, fortunately, the police officer who was called into the situation had already arrived. And he saw the situation unfolding, but stayed in his car. <laughs> I'm not sure why he stayed in his car, but he stayed in his car. And he watched it all unfold. And he saw that after, as this man called to them, that they stopped going in the direction they were going and actually came towards him and got into his property. We got into his properties when he shot him. So he, they, he backed up his story and they were, they were fine. But they, they were actually thinking of bringing charges against the man for <laughs> defending against these burglars. And, and such things. But there's a, there's a police officer, and I don't know all the things that kept him in his car, but did he have authority in that situation? Did he take it? No, no. but someone else did. <laughs> someone else took authority over that situation. And uh, they exercised it. You can have authority in a situation and not use it. Just because you have it doesn't mean it works. You've got to use it. And a lot of Christians know that they have it and they make prayers based on the fact that I have authority but they know they have authority and they're asking God for healing. Why are you doing that? You know, it would be like you when you're growing up. You know, most people when they grow up they have a little dog. It starts out a little puppy gets to be as big as the whatever breed of dog you bought and you have authority over that dog. That's why a lot of kids like to have dogs because they have authority. You know, mom and dad boss you around, you can go boss the dog around. That's always good. Boss, the dog doesn't get to boss anybody around. It's just 
It's a dog. Just takes orders and, and goes on. But if that dog is being disobedient or not doing what you want and you keep running into mom, mom, the dog's not doing this. What's mom eventually say? It's your dog. Take care of it. Mom doesn't want to keep hearing about this. Mom's got other things to do besides taking care of the dog. Most times it wasn't mom who was asking for the dog in the first place. Right? The one of the kids who was asking for the dog. And they, you know, what are they saying? Go take your authority. Stop messing with me on this thing. Go take your authority. And we've got to do that as Christians. When these folks went out there, then they were sent out. They did not find the situations that had demons and sickness and disease and bring them to Jesus. What did they do? They took authority over it and then came back to Jesus. So they went out, dealt with the situations and then came back to Jesus. But in the situation, they used His name. And the things were subject to Him. The demons left. The sickness and disease went. And stuff like that. You have authority in sickness and disease. Now sometimes, how many of you all know, sometimes sickness is trying to take authority over you. And sometimes we've been in some long battles. I still remember... uh, I think it was Fred Price who was telling us when he first uh, learned about authority and he was taking authority over sickness and disease and he got a common cold. He said, you know what? I'm not taking any medication. I'm just, I'm battling this thing. I'm going to win. He said he had that cold for six weeks. Six week long cold. Folks, in a natural, you don't have a cold for six weeks. Your body kicks in, defense mechanisms are there and six weeks and he said, I'm not taking the cold medicine. I'm not taking the aspirin. I'm, I'm defeating this thing. And he stayed there and fought that, that thing, learned some things. And eventually, you know, it didn't take six weeks anymore to get rid of a cold. And he's uh, since gone on to battle other things. But sometimes you'll find that there are some, some battles going on because your authority is being questioned. And they want to see how authoritative, how authoritative are you on this. And you need to take authority over it. You need to rule and reign in that situation. Sometimes we don't always want to do that. Sometimes sickness and disease gets the best of us. That's why we were talking to you before about it. That um, you know, Sometimes just don't let sickness and disease get the best of you and get yourself up and get going. Because sometimes that's hard. I mean, I've been in situations where that's just, oh man, it's hard. Mm. Yep, you know that sometimes it's hard. But just take authority over that body. Body, no, we're not going to do that. Now, my parents were great examples for this. They're over here too. They'll let you know. I mean, they, they didn't let stuff stop them. I never knew one day as I was growing up and mom was ever sick. I never knew dad to ever stay home from work. And, uh, you know, I caught that. But yeah, my wife's the same way. She's not about to let something stop her and, and keep her going. And there's a lot of folks that just in the natural you have that. There's, there's a natural thing. But there's a, there's a spiritual side to it. Take authority over the things spiritually. I am not going to give in to this. Because all that has to happen is it starts to work its way in and it begins to play with your mind. It begins to take authority over your mind. You begin to think, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this thing. You know, I woke up this morning feeling fine. Got into the later part of the morning. I wasn't feeling so good. Started having a fever. Started having an upset stomach. All kinds of stuff. Just having a hard time even sitting up. I'm fine now. I'm walking around. You are not putting that on me. No, you are not. I am not going to have that thing. No, no. And you, you take authority over that. Now, some, that battle was over in a couple of hours. Don't think you're any less spiritual if it takes more than a couple of hours. There's sometimes I've been on some of those battles for a couple of days. But I'm not giving in. I'm, I'm not. Mm-mm. 
No, but stay with it. Know your authority. There are certain situations that you have authority over and that you can do that. But again, he gave authority over demons and sickness and disease. That's what he gave authority over. Now look over in uh, Matthew 28. Now again, the authority covers, we put this in your outline, it's over all flesh. That's that authority that was given to Jesus when he came to earth. But in Matthew 28, verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Isn't that different? What did he say before? John 17. All flesh. But now what's he saying? All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, what was the difference? Is he just teaching the same thing? Just using different words? No, this was, this was after he was raised. He first was referring to the authority he came to earth with because he was born of the second Adam. He was born into the authority that Adam was supposed to have because he bypassed the sin nature by being born of a virgin. And he came into that authority. But then he went to the cross and at the cross he defeated Satan. Because up till then, remember the temptation? Satan came to Jesus and said, look around you. I'll give you all the, all the kingdoms and all the authority if you just bow down to me. So who had all that? Satan. But Jesus went to the cross and he defeated Satan. And he won. And now he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Now he's got all authority. Before, he referred to his authority as he had authority over all flesh. But now he has all authority. And then he commissions them on stuff to do. And now you go out and you begin to do this. So the authority changed. And now we can walk in that authority that Jesus, Jesus has. Now here's the difference. He gave them authority over sickness and disease and demons. Was there ever once a mention about injuries? Is sickness and disease an injury? It's not, is it? Sickness and disease and injuries are different. Are injuries caused by germs or things that call, crawl upon the earth? No, sometimes they're created by stupidity. Sometimes by accidents. Sometimes by other, other things than that. Here's a couple of situations we have here. In Luke chapter 22, verse 50, And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Now, all four Gospels record this incident. One even says it was Peter. But all four Gospels record this. Only Luke records the healing. Everyone else left the ear on the ground and him bleeding. Now, it just says he touched his his ear and healed him. We don't know if he picked up the ear and put it back on or if he just closed it up. If I'm going to guess, I'm going to say he picked up the ear and put it back on. But, you know, it doesn't say. But he did touch him and he healed him. And he took care of that because Peter had the sword and Peter went after him and either the guy moved or Peter's not a good swordsman or whatever it was. But that's not sickness and disease, is it? In John chapter 9, 
We have a man who was born blind. And the disciples come to Jesus and said, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, Neither this man sinned nor his parents, but that the work of God should be manifest. I have come to manifest. And he went on and told him about the, the things he was doing, right? I'm here to work the work, works of God. We told you about all, all that, how you can change the punctuation and change the whole meaning of the thing. What was their question? Who sinned? What was his answer? Neither. Did he not answer the question already? Yes, he did. And if you go on through there, you can change some of the punctuation around because the punctuation is not in there from the writers. It's in there by the translators because they had no punctuation on the, the uh, method of saving paper. So you can punctuate it any way you want. And you uh, might be more right than they were. Doug Jones is the one who taught us that down at Rama about uh, changing some of that thing, that stuff around. But born blind, is that caused by a disease? Some kind of a birth defect, but we don't know there's any kind of disease or, or that. Or maybe some kind of an injury that, had, uh, that the mom incurred, that, that he was born blind. Acts chapter 3 talks about a man who was born lame. And the Peter and John came up to the man and it said he was born lame, which means he was lame all his life. That's just how he came out of the womb. He was lame. Again, it could have been an accident. It could have been a birth defect. We don't know what it was, but he was born lame and he survived all these years, survived all the times Jesus walking on by. But Peter and John looked at him and they, uh, he, they saw him asking for money and they saw him expecting something. So they said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have, we give you. What we what? What we do have. So they have to have it. But we're not looking at authority over sickness and disease now, are we? We're looking at power to cure, power to heal. And he says what? What I do have, I give you. So demons, sickness and disease, even injuries, there's power, there's authority to, to take care of these things and to do this. All you need to do is have the faith to, 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 put, to pull that up. Peter and John came to a place, they hadn't been there before, but now they were at a spot where they were in a place for faith to pull him up and set him on his feet. Whether you are operating in the area of authority or whether you are operating in the area of power, you must have faith behind it. The seven sons of Sceva will show you that because they walked on up and they uh, tried to cast out demons in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And how well did that go? They got beat up. No, you gotta, you got to have faith in the name yourself. you got to have faith in the command that Jesus gives you. Go and do this. You've got to have faith in that command. And then you've got to take authority over it. And sometimes you may be facing something that's greater than where your faith is right then. So don't feel ashamed about, well, I went to the doctor and got this taken care of. I got this done. That's fine. Go to the doctor. Pray for faster healing. More complete healing than what they're going for. That's all. Don't get into guilt and condemnation or don't feel like, well, I can't let anybody else know. No, that's silly. Doctors are out there to help you out. The main thing is, and why Jesus does all this, is He wants you healed. He wants you going about life healed. He wants you going about life sick. Jesus constantly was brought into a, a mass of people. And what did they say about Him? They brought all the, the sick and He healed most of them. All of them. All of them. He didn't find any excuses to, heal, to not heal any of them. He didn't come up to one and say, you know what, you're just not there yet. 
that's just outside of this realm. No, He healed them all. So you have to get that in your, in your head first off that God will heal me. God wants to heal me. God desires me to be healed. He doesn't desire me to walk under this. And then you, you operate in that authority. You talk like that. You speak that way. Don't go around here with H-N, N, what is it? H, H1, H1. Don't go around here talking, well, I hope I don't get it. Is that a person who has authority? No. Don't be sitting there. Laugh at H1, N1. Ha ha. Ha. I laugh at you. <laughs> you will not come near me. And declare it to some people. Sometimes Christians are afraid to declare some things. Be over there at work. Work. How many of y'all have people you're working with and they all say, Oh, I hear that swine flu's coming. I hear it's going to kill people. I hope it doesn't get me. Just laugh at them and say, It won't come near me. I won't get it. Well, how can you be sure? Oh, you got an open road right there. There it is. Just go in there and start talking to them about Jesus, about authority, about that. And if they don't want to receive it, then you just say, well, you just watch me then. <laughs> Brother Hagen used to tell us that all the time. You would go around, people would be talking about sickness and what was going around. And he'd say, well, I won't get it. And people would come up. Remember one time some of these ladies were coming up and said, shh, don't say that so loud. <laughs> Why not? Who? The devil. <laughs> he says, well, he's the very one I'm saying it for. <laughs> you have authority over these things. Act, walk in such a way that you have authority. We've walked in such a way that these things have beaten us down because how many of y'all know there's been some sickness and disease that's gotten us down before? People have put it into our head. You can't get past that. You can't beat that one. I told you the story of my grandfather before. He had a disease no one said he could ever get healed from and he just refused to accept that. And he and walked free of it. And they said, well, he never had it then. Because <laughs> no one's ever survived. So he never had it. Uh, they'll try and explain everything away. But you don't worry about it. You walk free of these things. You have that mentality. You get that... that you feed yourself on the Word of God. You feed yourself on what the Word of God says about you being healed. Of all things. You keep feeding on that and feeding on that. You get around people who if you start talking doubt and unbelief will slap you upside the head. Say, quit talking like that. Talk faith. You're a believer. Not a doubter. You're a believer. What's the Word of God say? Well, the Word of God says this. All right, talk like that then. And get them, bring them on over. Get them over to talk like that. Now, I'm not saying... That if you ever feel sick and you're just tired and you've pushed it all morning and you're just, your body's about ready to fall over. That you, that resting is, is bad. I'm not trying to say that. But don't rest because your body tells you. Rest because your spirit, because you're listening to your spirit. If you're going to change your diet, don't change your diet because the news says you ought to change your diet and eat more oranges. Change your diet because the Spirit of God spoke something to you. Because when you start listening to things of this nature, what the media says, what the newspapers say, what the health reports say, if you start listening to all this, then you are respond, you're training yourself to respond to your head. You've got to train yourself to respond to your spirit. Feed your spirit. Brother Hagen had that uh, CD out. We every once in a while pull some of them in. 
I don't know if we have any more back in there, but try and keep uh, a couple of them around. Healing scriptures. Sometimes you just need to go back on through and meditate on all that stuff. Soak it all in. Get hold of it. Know your authority over sickness and disease. It's the same authority you have over demon spirits. You don't sit there and get with a demon spirit and pray to God, Oh God, get rid of this demon spirit. What do you do? Leave. Go. So what do you do with sickness and disease? Leave. Go. But you speak to the sickness and disease. You don't speak... You don't speak to God for these. These are things you've been given authority over. You've been given authority over these things. Walk as one having authority. Don't be like the police officer hiding out in the car. Get out there. You've got authority over this thing. God gave you a loaded gun. The Word of God. It works against things in the flesh here. So get out there and, and use it. In Acts chapter 20, and in a window sat a certain young man named Atticus, who was sitting, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, and embraced him, saying, "Do not trouble yourself, for his life is in him." And he went back up and finished the meeting. Eventually, this guy joined in too. But that's not germs, bacteria, and viruses, is it? That's the, that's the fall. Fall got him. Well, we didn't see a whole lot of these types of healings going on with the 12 or the 70. We saw them in Jesus' ministry and once Jesus left, we began to see this in the book of Acts. Jesus had given them authority over flesh, but now we walk operate in greater authority, not just authority over flesh, but we have access to His all authority. But you must know what the will of God is. You cannot operate in authority if you do not know what the will of God is. You are disarmed from authority. That's why people get out there and say, well, Father God, we pray that you heal this one if it be your will. Their authority is gone. They don't, they don't know what the will of God is. If you were a, a, a police officer and you were in a certain situation, but you did not know what the will of the mandate that operates the police authority, if you didn't know what that will was for your situation, what authority do you have? You're not sure what to do. I'm not, I'm not sure what they want me to do here. When we have soldiers on the battlefield and there's rules of engagement, but they aren't sure what the rules of engagement are and things are happening around them, are they confident to open fire? You've got to know what the will of God is. What is the will of God for your situation? What we don't have authority over... I misworded that. We don't have authority over everything. Rewrite that in that way. We don't have authority over everything. And you must be careful about this. And, and certainly God is our example. We have authority over the flesh, Right? That was given in the first thing that Jesus did. Authority over the flesh. But not over the soul. So flesh, yes. Soul, no. You do not have authority over another person's soul. If, God, if Jesus had authority over another person's soul, He would just give the command and all would be saved. But they, that's not what happened, is it? 
I can pray for favor. But you must know the will of God to go beyond that. I know I can pray for favor. If we're involved in a situation, I know I can pray. Father God, I thank you I have favor in this situation. I thank you that the favor of men, the people look on me favorably in this situation. You can pray for that all the time. But to go beyond it, you must know what the will of God is. Example we use a lot of times with this is say that there's a job that you want. And you've gone into that job and you say, Father God, I pray that I have favor in that job. In that job interview and in whatever the, the job is. I have favor in that. But then God begins to show you something and says, I want you to do this at this job. You know what you can do now? I have a lot more authority in that situation because I know what the Word of God is. But sometimes people want to think that just because I want it gives me the right to use authority over people to get me that job. And that's not the case. It's no more the case with that than it is with that you have authority when you were single, or if you are still single, but when you were single, you had no authority to say of another person, you will marry me. You don't have authority for that, do you? Now, sometimes God has shown you something, and we've heard people that have testified and said, I knew from the moment I met her, God said that's going to be your wife. And that can change the way that you pray. Certainly it can. And that will change the way that you, you, know, you go after a little bit more. But God still doesn't change, the, change them. doesn't make them do things. Here's a good example. God didn't just take Israel. Pharaoh gave them up, didn't He? God didn't take them. Pharaoh gave them up. God's word to Pharaoh was, Let my people go. And what did Pharaoh say? No. Now, Pharaoh had them. He had them as slaves. Did he have them rightfully? No, they usurped them wrongfully. They were in there peacefully. They did a whole lot of things to help that nation of Egypt out. And then the, as they grew stronger and stronger, the Pharaohs began to get nervous about them. And they said, we better put these folks under slavery or else they're going to rise up and revolt and kick us out. And so that's what they did. So they usurped Israel. But God said, let my people go. He didn't challenge the fact that you have them wrongly. He said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no, I'm not going to do it. And God showed to Moses, eventually, now Moses didn't see this right away. He just knew he had to go in there with the plagues. But God showed him, he says, look, you're going to go after there with plague after plague after plague and Pharaoh is not going to listen to you. But on the final plague, he will throw you out of the land. So Moses had that. That's authority, isn't it? So when he goes for the second plague and Pharaoh says no, Moses doesn't get discouraged. It's okay. I knew he was going to do that. But God doesn't come in and just make Pharaoh give him up, does it? And you can't pray that way either. But if God gives you insight on the thing, I want you to work there. I want you to do this. I want you to... Then you have authority in that situation you still cannot use that authority to change the person's will. But I know to stick with it. I know to stay with it a lot longer. And I know to keep praying. Father, you said this was mine. You told me to go in this direction. You said that I would have this. I thank you. I'm going to have that. That's what you gave me. And you can stay with it. But you must know the will of God in that situation. Now, what is the will of God for healing? To be healed. 
Did in the Word of God, Old Testament, New Testament, did God ever show us that His will was for you to bear sickness? No. So I know what the will of God is in that situation. But I don't necessarily know what the will of God is for my jobs. I don't necessarily know what the will of God is when it involves other people. There's their will that's involved. And God respects the will and the free choice of people. And you must respect it too. And if you try and exercise your authority in such a way that is not respectful of their free will, their ability to choose, then you've stepped outside of your authority and you're operating ignorantly. And the devil loves for people to opt, for folks to get into ignorant areas because he can win. Just because I want it doesn't give me authority. Just understand that because sometimes, oh, we want that bed. How many have ever been out there, saw that car? Oh, I want that car. Oh, I need that car. Mm. I claim that car. That car is mine. <laughs> People's will can be tough to get past. God will not change their will. But he, as in the case with Pharaoh, he sure did a whole lot of things along the way. Didn't he do that? Didn't, didn't he do a whole lot of things along the way to, to push Pharaoh into that spot? And God will do that. And when God shows you, that's why you got to have a responsibility. Pray some more. Get in, to, get in to find out what is the heart of God in this situation. But don't be sitting there seeking after God. Father God, is it your will for me to be healed? It is His will to be healed. Yeah, but Uncle Charlie didn't get healed. Don't matter what happened to Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie is not the demonstration of the will of God. The Word of God is. I don't care if there are situations that I've had that I haven't gotten healed over it still doesn't negate the fact that God wants me to be healed. There's an obstacle. There's something in the way. There's something I have to find out. And I'll find out what that is and, and uh, get victory on it. But it doesn't mean that the Word of God changes. The Word of God is true. And if you ever take your own personal experience over the Word of God, you have shortchanged your authority. You've got to make sure that you don't do that. Don't look to your personal experience. Look to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? Get the will of God. When you get in, into areas outside of where God has said an absolute, and God has said some absolutes, one that you be healed, one that demons can be cast out of people, except, of course, when people want them there. Same thing with sickness and disease. Some people like their sickness and disease, and uh, they may say they want to get healed, but they want to keep their sickness and disease. You can't heal that. Can't cast out demons out of people who want the demon spirit to remain. Can't do that. People want bad things to go on in their life. You can't change that. Just know you can't change people's will. But God can be very influential. Does the Word of God say that He desires all to be saved? Then do I have to find out the will of God? Father God, do you want this one saved? I don't have to pray that, do it. If they're alive, they're walking on the face of this earth, God wants them to be saved. So go after them that way. Pray for them that way. Father God, I know you want this one saved because you said you desire all to come to a saving knowledge of you. So I pray that you give me opportunities to speak to that person. That you have situations come up in their lives where I can show them what the will of God is for them. That I can show them what the word, how the Word of God is working for me in that area and how to work for them. That I can show them the love of God. Be praying for those things. And then pray for other people to be sent. One of the scriptures we start off with. 
Jesus said, pray the Lord of the harvest, send out laborers into the field. You got somebody that you want to minister the power of God to? Pray. Father God, here's this one over here. Send more people. I'll go in there as well, but you send more people into that, into, to witness to them. To show them your power and your might. Get more people. You get enough people going after them, eventually they're just going to cave in. Man, there's just no sense fighting this anymore. Oh. I mean, it takes effort. It takes work to believe in some of the things they have you believe in. To believe in evolution, that takes work. I mean, that's hard to believe that all this complicated body just happened. It just happened. Ah, it takes effort that all these organisms, all these animals just happened. Just it is. Nah. Don't believe them. It takes work to believe all that. So if those folks are willing to trust in evolution and trust that all this universe just came about, how much easier is it to believe in God? Oh, it's so much easier. So much easier. But you just got to get more people involved in there. Get more people coming on up and telling them things. Sharing with the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Authority. Power. Anointing. All these things are involved to get people healed. Sometimes when we're not standing in our authority, we just need that anointing to come on through and, and, and break through. And Jesus has done that with people. Jesus ministered constantly to people who didn't know their authority, didn't operate in authority, and He just came on in and, and took care of them. Thank God God will do that. But you've got to first off know, God wants me well. God wants me healed. God wants this one saved. God wants me to provide for my family. I know that. And know these things, and God will help you get there with it. But seek after God. What do you want me to do? Because if what you need involves a person's will, you've got to have more than just, I want it. You've got to know, God said, I am to have it. Abraham was told, I'm going to give you the land of Canaan. How many of y'all know that there were some people who did not want to see that come about? Mainly the inhabitants of Canaan. Wait a minute. This is our place. We don't line up with that. God can make promises that, it, that involve people's will. But you've got to know what they are. And then you can, you can stick with it. You can stay with it. Yep, this is going to be mine. This is going to be mine. This I'm going to have. Operate in your authority. Operate in your power. Get, change your, your wording around. Whether you're around believers or unbelievers, change your wording around to speak as one having authority. Not as one hoping or wishing. Oh, I know. This is what God said. This is what God said. God called us to rule and reign in this life. He wants us to. He sent out 12. He sent out 70. And then He sent all of us out. We didn't even get in all the commissions. We just looked at the one commission, but there's... Uh, one or two other places that also commissioned us as to what we are to do. Mark 16 is one of the big ones. People know that one pretty well. Would you all stand up with me? We're going to celebrate communion this morning being the first Sunday of the month. When Jesus went to the cross is when it seems the authority changed. We went from having authority over flesh to all authority has been given unto me. 
Glory to God for that. All authority has been given to us. All authority. Or just meditate on that sometime. All authority. He's got all authority. He's got all authority to carry out the will of God. Meditate on that, boy. Just go through. Father God, you said you wanted to do this, so this is going to get done. Thank you for the help that you give us to get this thing done. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing on this. Glory to God. Glory to God. Meditate on it. All authority. But even before that, you had authority over flesh, didn't you? If something comes into your flesh body, you have authority over it. Kick it out. Don't let it rain in there. Don't let it keep on going on. you got authority over that thing. There are some things you don't need authority for. You need power. Healing power for it. And God has provided that for us as well. Healing power through the anointing. Healing power. Through laying on of hands. Glory to God for healing power. You have an injury. You have something that went on in your body. You need healing power for that. God's provided it. And we saw examples of people who got restored. We've had even more current day examples of people who had things restored and things done that uh, beyond the area of just sickness and disease. So know who your God is. Know what He has been given. And change your thinking. How many of y'all came out of a background that didn't teach authority and power? Yeah, we got stuff to unlearn, don't we? We sometimes fall back into some of those uh, old ways. Some of those old ways of thinking. Now, authority. (laughs) Authority and power. Glory to God. And then walk around in this earth as one having authority. One having authority. Don't walk around here hiding in the police car. You are one who has authority. You have authority. Walk as one who has it. When you hear about the news reports about this, that, and other thing, nah, I have authority. Beside that, Jesus went to the cross. And you know what He did on that cross? He bore all our sicknesses in His body. The folks in the Old Testament were healed looking forward to what He would do. We are healed looking back. But either way, it's the work of the cross. Jesus did some things. Word of God teaches us that the night he was betrayed, before supper, he took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. His body, the book of Isaiah tells us, upon his body was put all of our sickness, all of our pain, all of our diseases. He bore them in the same way his blood covered up all our sins. He bore our sins in the same way he bore our sicknesses and our diseases. And we do not need to bear them. We do not bring Him any glory by bearing sickness and disease. We give Him glory by letting His power work through us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Let's eat together. Mm. Father God, we thank You. Father, we thank You. In the same way, He took the cup. He says, this represents the blood of the new covenant. In the old covenant, sin was covered up waiting for His blood. Every time you missed it, you had to go kill something. But then Jesus said, 
I have come that they might have life. That His blood washed away all of our sin. His blood cleansed us. We don't need to be good. We don't need to make promises. All we need to do is receive His righteousness. Let's drink together. Remember, there is nothing to add in the new covenant. Father, we thank You. This time we can remember the work that Jesus did. He broke communion down in two parts so we would know that there's two parts to this. That salvation involves the saving of our soul. But it also involves the freedom of our body. Glory to God. We do not bear sickness and disease in our body. We do not bear sin or the guilt or the penalty of it in our spirit. Father, we have been set free. We have been redeemed. And we give You glory and we thank You for it. For the work that was done at the cross. There needs be no more. For what Jesus did was sufficient. Oh, Father, we thank You for it. We give You praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, there's all kinds of ways to be healed. There's ways to be healed by you ask for someone and they lay hands on you. Glory to God. That's a way that you can be healed. There can be the anointing of God flowing. You tap into that anointing. We see that even clothes could act like batteries holding the healing power of God when they went out from, from Paul. When Jesus was walking around, the clothes that He wore were filled with the healing power of God so that the woman said, all I need to do is touch the hem of His clothing. And, that, and she was healed. There's the name of Jesus. There is speaking the name of Jesus. There is simply just exercising your own authority. And if you say, well, there's so many different ways. Why do we have to have so many different ways? Because it's the way that you are ready for. And God says, whatever way, whatever way you want, whatever way you're ready for. I told you to get to the, get to the city, get to the airport. There's three main ways I go. There's five total. And I can take any of those ways and they will all end up in the same spot. But they're all different. So why do we need so many ways? Well, when the school calls backed up, thank God, there's the blue route. Right? When the blue route's backed up and the school calls backed up, thank God, you can take the turnpike out to 95. And when that's backed up, thank the Lord, there's still some back roads like Lincoln Drive. Thank the Lord, you can still just follow 611 right on down. All kinds of ways that you can get there. But it still gets you to the same place, right? Which way do you have faith for? If you have faith and say, you know what, Father God? If someone lays hands on me, I will receive my healing. Then you need to ask for someone to lay hands on you. Don't, didn't say that they, that Jesus asked, who wants me to lay hands on them? They came and said, no, if you just do this. Jesus would say all the time, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know, whatever you got. No, what do you want? He asked the blind man, what do you want? <laughs> what do you think he wants? He wants to hear him say it. What do you want? He wants to ignite their faith. That's what we need to do. There's all kinds of ways to get healed. Don't matter which one you get in on, but get in on one and get healed. Walk free. Reign in this life. Not only will you be free of your sickness and disease, but then God wants you to go out and lay hands on other people and use that authority on other people. That they get free of their sickness and disease. That they have demons, cast them out. Get rid of them. 
But that's how we're to, we're to work. Hearing testimonies like we did here this morning, a few weeks ago too. Oh, it's wonderful. Let's hear how the Word of God is working for you. You're going out here this week and you use that authority. You say, well, that's not much. Sure it is. Other people want to hear some of those testimonies. It encourages them to go on. Encourages them. Oh, it worked for brother so-and-so. It worked for sister so-and-so. Oh, it'll work for me. I know it. So get out there and do that. You may have been gearing up all week. You've been meditating on the Word of God. And you say, I know, I know, I know. If I get in and sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so lays hands on me, mm, I will receive my healing. I know it. I know it. And you just come on in. We have ways for you to do that. Just come on in. Ask an usher. I'm ready to have hands laid on me today. All right. You will not leave here without hands being laid on you. I'm not telling you where it's going to be, but I will tell you that you will not leave here without hands being laid on you. All you need to do is come in and ask. And then sometimes one person, we've seen this before, one person comes on in and says, I need hands laid on me. And then someone else says, yeah, I'm ready too. And they get on up and they get healed too. Don't ever be timid. Walk in this. God wants you free of sickness and disease. Thank God. He wants us free of sickness and disease. He also wants us free of all those pains and things like that. He took them too. And even you say, well, what I have isn't sickness and disease. It's all right. So I went over some of those other cases for you. Guy falls out of a third story building. He did not fall prey to sickness and disease. You don't have to either. So, that's your commission. Get out there. Get some testimonies. Let the Word of God work for you. And then come back and testify about it. Well, it was just a cold. Who was interested in hearing that I got free of a cold? Everybody. They all want to hear it. I just, I just laid hands on a co-worker. Who wants to hear? Everybody wants to hear that. Oh, it's exciting. I feel like I'm bragging about me. No, you're bragging about God. It's in His name that we do these things. Oh, I love to hear testimonies when you go out and lay hands on other people and talk about it. I've been ministering to this person and this is what God did. Boy, that's good. So go on out there and do that. Well, you come on in here to church. I want you to come in fired up. I don't want someone to have to come in there, come in there and twist your arm and convince you to have hands laid for you. Have hands laid on you. I want you coming in fired up. I don't feel right. And I want hands laid on me. I know I'll receive. We may not even let the service get going until we lay hands on you first. I don't know. We just listen to the Spirit of God and we just do what He, he says to do. Some people come on in ready for that and during the worship time got healed. You know, make sure you testify about it. Remember that one Sunday not too long ago? I think six, seven people went out the door. Yeah, I got healed. Oh, yeah, I got healed. No one said a word about it. We had to cut it next week and tell all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll be talking about it. Let people know you left with your basket full. That you brought some things in with with you in your basket. You're coming to share those things.